Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 30. Woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin, who go down to Egypt without consulting me, who look for help to Pharaoh's protection, to Egypt's shade for refuge. But Pharaoh's protection will be to your shame. Egypt's shade will bring you disgrace. Though they have officials in zone and their envoys have arrived in Haines, everyone will be put to shame because of a people useless to them who bring neither help nor advantage, but only shame and disgrace. A prophecy concerning the animals of the Negev. Through a land of hardship and distress, of lions and lionesses, of adders and darting snakes, the envoys carry their riches on donkeys' backs, their treasures on the humps of camels, to that unprofitable nation, to Egypt, whose help is utterly useless. Therefore, I call her Rahab, the do-nothing. Go now, write it on a tablet for them, inscribe it on a scroll, that for the days to come it may be an everlasting witness. For these are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instructions. They say to the seers, See no more visions, and to the prophets, Give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things. Prophesy illusions. Leave this way, get off this path, and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. Because you have rejected this message, relied on oppression, and depended on deceit, this sin will become for you like a high wall, cracked and bulging, that collapses suddenly in an instant. It will break in pieces like pottery, shattered so mercilessly that among its pieces not a fragment will be found for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. You said, No, we will flee on horses. Therefore, you will flee. You said, We will ride off on swift horses. Therefore, your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will all flee away, until you are left like flagstaff on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait on him. People of Zion, who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. 
Then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, Away with you. He will also send you rain for the seed you sow in the ground, and the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. In that day your cattle will graze in broad meadows. The oxen and donkeys that work the soil will eat fodder and mash, spread out with fork and shovel. In the day of great slaughter, when the towers fall, streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days, when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds he inflicted. See, the name of the Lord comes from afar, with burning anger and dense clouds of smoke. His lips are full of wrath, and his tongue is a consuming fire. His breath is like a rushing torrent, rising up to the neck. He shakes the nations in the sieve of destruction. He places in the jaws of the people a bit that leads them astray. And you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when people playing pipes go down to the mountains of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. The Lord will cause people to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire, with cloudburst, thunderstorm, and hail. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. With his rod he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing club will be to the music of timbrels and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. Topheth has long been prepared. It has been made ready for the king. Its fire pit has been made deep and wide with an abundance of fire and wood. The breath of the Lord like a stream of burning sulfur, sets it ablaze. Now, apparently Israel was seeking an alliance with Egypt against the Assyrian Empire that was on the rise. And, of course, this in the natural would be a wise thing to do. Of course, Egypt is Israel's neighbor, and at the time they were a strong power. You know, forming a security alliance would make sense. But the problem is, the Lord didn't tell him to do it. And this is not a, a monarchy per se, even though in a technical sense they were under a king at this point. It's intended to be a theocracy where God calls the shots. So Israel, in its obstinance in refusing to uh, seek the Lord and ask for his plans, decided to form an alliance with Egypt. And the Lord said it was not by his spirit, and it was in fact sin. So he said that um, seeking Egypt's protection would cause Israel great shame and disgrace. And he told Isaiah in verse 8, Go write it on a tablet for them, inscribe it on a scroll, that for the days to come it may be an everlasting witness. Well, friends, we have that document. It's called the book of Isaiah, and chapter 30 records it just as the Lord spoke the words to Isaiah. Because Egypt was not able to defend the northern kingdom against Assyria. This goes on to talk about um, the people are told to repent 
and that God would save them, but they refused. It says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. Then it goes on to say, we'll, we'll get horses, we'll get swift horses and all that. But that won't help you, just like um, Egypt can't help you. And then the prophecy takes a turn, as it often does, towards Israel's vindication in the distant future. Verse 18, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you, therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. And uh, it continues on, Jerusalem will weep no more, he'll be gracious to them. Uh, They'll be told this is the way, you know, walk in it, they'll have rich weather patterns that produce some uh, wonderful agricultural benefits. Now, in verse 25, there is a verse that got applied to the the Twin Towers being struck down on 9-11. Not um, universally applied that way, but some pointed to this verse because the wording was so unusual. This is the wording, verse 25. In that day of great slaughter, when the towers fall, Streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. Now, it was kind of arrogant for um, people in the United States to put this destruction of the Twin Towers on par with this word of the Lord, because it's talking about the, the ultimate day of the Lord. It's talking about the ultimate day of redemption when the, the Lord begins to move in, in uh, universal reconciliation with mankind. But the, the wording, the prophetic wording, as the prophecies of, of the writing prophets so many times were difficult to understand, the words seem to apply to something we can't put our arms around. In the day of great slaughter when the towers fall. We don't know when that was. There were many great slaughters. Of course, the, as we just said, the Assyrians came and destroyed northern Israel. But northern Israel was not known for towers. There were, in fact, watchtowers in fields to see a distance, but uh, nothing like the Twin Towers architecturally. So just an an interesting verse that was, um, I believe, misapplied to 9-11, but nevertheless, it was used. Then there's an unusual prophecy about the sun and the moon becoming brighter. There are many prophecies about them growing darker, but this is the only one I'm aware of about them growing brighter. The sun will shine or the moon will shine rather like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter like the light of seven full days. Once again, we don't know when that is. It continues that the Lord will return to defend Israel, um, and Yahweh will have the last word on Assyria. Now, I want to return to something the Lord said to his people. This is verse 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. In other words, you're seeking help from outsiders, from uh, Egypt, from horses, and so forth. But your your hearts need to be turned towards the one who could actually do something. First, you need to repent. In repentance and rest is your salvation. You won't be saved by Egypt, but you can be saved by the Lord if you repent and rest in him. And it continues in quietness and trust is your strength. Not in horses, not in chariots, not in soldiers, but in trust in the Lord. And so, Lord, we repent and we rest in your salvation. Lord, we recognize that in quietness and in trust is your strength. 
and you are our strength. Lord, we trust in you. We settle in our hearts that you are not only the Holy One of Israel, but you're our Holy One. You're the Sovereign Lord of Israel. You're the Sovereign Lord of the whole earth, and you're our Lord. We bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.